Welcome back to the SheHH podcast. Today's episode, we're speaking with Danielle Apeya. She is a singer-songwriter from New York, and she's signed to Derek Miner's label, Reflection Music Group. This was such a lovely interview where we basically discussed her evolving music style, how she's had to overcome her shyness, and how she's navigating social media. Make sure to join the conversation using hashtag SheHH podcast and share this episode with all your friends. So in one of your bios that we found, it kind of describes you as the singer no one saw coming. So what exactly does that mean? Is this a journey that you didn't really see yourself on? And like, what kind of music do you actually produce? Um, so I guess what, where they're coming from is I kind of switched directions with where I wanted to go with my sound um, and my music in general. When I started... Um, I started in high school by myself. I knew this is what I wanted to do with my life, and I knew this is what God wanted me to do with my life, but I didn't really know how to do it, essentially, and um, I only had me and this one producer, Epic One Beats, who produced all, like, my beginning songs. It was just me and him, and I didn't have much artistic direction yet, and I was like, I don't know how to take my faith and everything I'm walking through and have it be, like, anyone in the world could listen to this and relate somehow or take something from it. That's partly what I would describe my music as becoming. And then also, um, I love old school music. I basically listen to anything before the 90s. (laughs) I love 90s music too. Don't get me wrong. But um, (laughs) I love like 50s and 60s music so much. And partly 70s and 80s but that has after I met um sorry I'm jumping ahead but after I met Derek um he really helped me like figure out how to incorporate that into my sound because I didn't know how to accomplish that that's Mm -hmm. music that I really like to sing and have always liked to sing so now we're definitely bringing more, as you can tell in higher a little bit, a more old school feel to yeah. contemporary music, which I don't think a lot of people are doing. I love that you mentioned higher, which is the most recent single, an absolute vibe. Love the music video. So, I must say as well, I didn't expect it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, <laughs> okay. um and I love the music video as well so tell us about like the process of writing that producing that you mentioned one of your producers who um, helped on that um tell us like the process of shooting the music video tell us about it so I signed to RMG like two years ago but I didn't meet Derek until almost a year later and um we actually have a separate contract where all my songs like Wilderness and um not Can't Save a Soul that was before but Rain Don't Go Away um silly girl all those songs um were before I signed to them I made them before I signed so they were like let's do a separate contract for those and split it like differently because you already made them and we'll put them out but higher was essentially my first like song with them as like a label backing me and um that was my first time meeting Derek my first time in a real studio 
my first writing session with another artist, I was terrified. I was like, this is going to just be awful. I didn't know what I was doing. And Dirty Rice also was in the studio. I don't know if you know who he is. Um, he's produced like a lot of stuff in the CHH world. Um, and he's an amazing, amazing producer. I've always been a big fan of his. So that was nerve wracking. Um, but we got in the studio and Derek was like, you know what? You're a happy person, Danielle. You need to make a happy song because <laughs> all of your songs are sad. And I was like, that's actually true. I don't know why I don't make happy songs. So we started with the just higher, 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 higher. We were just singing that. And um, just to like get in a vibe. And then we were like, you know, we could actually use that word and do something with it. Um, and then we just started talking about like what's going on in the world right now and like how like everyone's just so negative all the time. Um, so that was fun. And then that's when we started incorporating my new branding and stuff. And we were like, let's bring some old school into this. So with my video, we didn't have like a huge budget. Um, but I was like, I think I can make this work because I have a huge family and a lot of friends. and <laughs> We could do this. Um, so it definitely took a village. My The yeah. car that's used in the movie, uh, the video is my grandpa's car. Oh, wow. Um, the house, not the not the one with like all the crazy couch and crazy colors, not that one, but the yeah. house I start in. That's my aunt Gina's, um, and the dancers did it for free. The choreographer, I used to take a Zumba class from her. <laughs> so it's a village, a really a village then. Yes, yeah, really a village. It was a lot, but it was so satisfying to like see it all come together, and God really really put up all the pieces together because I was like I had this whole different idea for it and then COVID hit and I was like well I can't do everything I was gonna do anymore so we had to work around it but um and then the director himself he just came out just him no other camera people nothing and um he flew up from Atlanta and he was just so chill he got along with my dad great they talked like theology the whole time and like it was just it was a really, really special time. And honestly, I'll never forget that that was like my first music video. And it was just like, I thought it was going to be a lot more nerve wracking than it was because of all the people that just came alongside me and like, really helped. So well, that's amazing. I mean, <laughs> you mentioned um, Derek, and this Derek you're talking about is the Derek Minor. Like, yes, <laughs> over that, um, who um, founded RMG the uh, Reflection Music Group um, mm-hmm. are signed to, which is really cool, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you probably know this that a lot of artists they kind of aspire to being signed to a label, and you're actually signed to a label. Um, mm-hmm. You want to give us some of the tea? What do you think it is about being signed to a label, having that team that a lot of artists aspire to, and what has that actually given and helped you with? I would never, I would never want to not be signed to RMG. Like, I adore them. Um, and they've helped me grow so much as an artist. But I definitely think there are, like, misconceptions to being signed to a label that artists have that I had going in, too. I was like, okay, so this is how I'm going to make a name for myself. And this is how like, I'm going to have all this money, budget to do stuff. And it's honestly so much more than that. Like, yes, they give you um, some budget. And, you know, they do help get your name out there more. But more than that is like the team that you have to like help you grow and just to bring more confidence um, to your dream, honestly, because 
I'm a very insecure person. <laughs> um, and like Derek, one one of these days where we have to do an interview because he's just so funny when he talks about it. But um, he'll just say like my knees were knocking and they still like every time I go in there, I just like first it, he's like, I don't I can't hit that note. I can't hit that. note. <laughs> the our studio sessions are so funny. It's the whole time I'm just saying like, I can't do that. And then he's like, yes, you can go back in the booth. Yes, you can. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> You're going to hit that note. Um, and honestly, it's because of them that I've grown so much. Like, ever since signing them, I've tested the limits of my voice way more. Like, I was able to do so much more with my voice than I was doing. Um, and just honestly, having that team that, like, believes in you and doesn't just see you as a product, but, like, and I can't say this of all labels, but RMG for sure, they are real ones. Like they they love the people that are on the label. Like they it's really a family. Like people will say that, but they really, really are a family. Um, like they're all my brothers and I just I love them. It's interesting that you mention um being like a family on, R- on RMG because you are the only woman signed to that label, aren't you? Yes. So this I am. Is like having like a whole bunch of brothers. <laughs> yes. It it essentially is. It's like it's cool because I mean I have two brothers. Mm-hmm. Um but and I have these other two guys in my life that have been like brothers to me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um and I have a lot of mentors. I have like five mentors god really knew i needed a lot of mentors <laughs> um like, i got you i got you <laughs> like here you go all of these people but um rmg it's special because they also have that musical knowledge too and knowledge of what it's like to be an artist so i always know that like they have my back and whatever i any questions i have or like i still don't know so much about the music industry and um honestly they're just always there for me I think this one time I don't know if I'm sure this one I'm going to um I think it was on higher actually or was it silly girl one of my music videos or higher is my first real music video but the other ones I had like little clips that were like one minute long or something um and they someone commented something like really mean and um I saw it and I was like, I really shouldn't check the comments anymore because it just ruins your whole, like, mood. Yeah. And then um, the, I went on, like, an hour later, and they deleted it. And I was like, I love you guys. Um, like, really. When I first met them, I sat down at the table. We were at this cafe. It was a year after I signed to them. But I have been fans of these people. Like, yeah. it was, like, weird because they already know who I am, but not as a fan, like, as a – person that's on their label so I couldn't be all like oh my gosh hi like I'm such a fan of <laughs> um so I sat down and Canon was like you're gonna have a lot of trouble dating now you got all these brothers <laughs> that are gonna be like involved but oh, very nice though <laughs> yes they're so sweet I love them I mean you just mentioned Canon and then there's also um Brian on your Byron, label. Yeah. Byron, on your label. Um, and you've collabed with him. I was just going to ask you about some of the collabs you've done. Like one of the first mm-hmm. ones I heard you on was YOY. 
Um, so just like the fact that you collab with people a lot of the time what's some of your collaborative moment favorite collaborative moments and what are some of the collabs that you're just like I would love to do that in CHH or in Christian music and outside probably the coolest moment um with like someone featuring on my song was the first song that I released can't save a soul with no big deal because I was a hardcore, I still am a fan of No Big Deal, but now it's weird because we're friends. <laughs> um, we're like acquaintances, we know each other. Um, but I was like a fan of his. And this is before I was in the music industry, before I was signed. This is like song one, song number one. And I was like, there is no way he will ever feature on this song, but I could hear him on this. So I was like, I literally met messaged him on his website and like where you would ask to book oh yeah yeah yeah. I emailed him I sent him my song and I was like I'm 17 and I'm from Long Island and I'm a fan I'd love you to be on the song I never thought he'd respond right after I sent that I texted my friend who raps and I was like can you be on the song um sorry Brady um um, which one should I pick Hmm. sorry a said he'd be on it but then like three Days later, his management um, emailed me and was like, he listened to the song and he loves it and he like wants to be on it. I was like, I freaked out. I was like, this is so cool. So that was probably the coolest moment because at the time, it was just something so unattainable in my head. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, wow, that God did that. Like that happened. Um, And after that, now it's, um, I definitely am less of like, I have less of like, starstruckness with people because like they're just people um but I loved collaborating with V Rose on Can't Let um I've been a fan of hers growing up as well and now we're just like she's like my sister but um I don't know if she told you she's actually giving me performance lessons right now so she basically talked about doing a lot more mentoring and a lot more programs Mm -hmm. which I think is amazing and so needed female space yes yeah definitely so she's been doing that for me which is just amazing um but I love featuring on her song like I've always wanted to sing with her and do like being able to do that and I don't like like you said there's so it is a male dominated industry I don't get to work with a lot of girls um so it was really cool that was my first song with the girl another girl um and it was one that I absolutely adore so it was great um someone I'd love to work with. Not that I'm sick of working with rappers, but I don't want to work, work with another. Yes, um, not shade. I I love rap music. I listen to rap music all the time, but I think my music is going in a different direction now um, than just like CHH-based. Um, I don't really know where I will fit um, I guess I'm going to make my own box, but not that. Um, and my own lane because a lot of the music I'm making now, like we don't really know. We're still figuring out like how to brand it and market it because we don't think there's really a lane that like fits what I'm my new music, um, essentially. So we're trying not to have me feature with a bunch of CHH rappers right now, just for branding purposes. Although there are still many more I'd like to work with in the future. Um, but someone that's like super unattainable that I would love to work with. Don't say unattainable. You can attain it. 
we'll see, um, is, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, maybe Giveon, Giveon, yeah, 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 I, his voice is just magical, and I, like, his sound is actually similar to the sound that I'm going for, not what he talks about, really, but, um, it would be really cool, the sound, um, down the line, that would be really cool. I don't really know. You have time. I think what thing I'm getting from this conversation is how um, young and early in your journey you're in. Mm Because I think because of I'm I'm such a CHH head as well as like a big Christian music, gospel music, whatever you want to. Younger, I didn't know there were other genres. I didn't know that you were like. (laughs) I thought as Christians, like you just didn't listen to other stuff. It was just like Mm -hmm. Franklin and Mary Mary. So because of the, like the background of how much music I've listened to, I'm just realizing on the time scales, like you have so much more to do. And like, mm-hmm. if you have, you can make your own lane. You can make your own box because you have the time to, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so exciting to see. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just really excited. Like, when <laughs> to you now, like there's so much coming up and I'm, I'm just excited to see it. One thing I was going to ask is, did you, did you start in church or did you start in like, you know, were you kind of like from young, they were like, okay, we're going to work with her because she's going to be an artist. What was the journey there? So I grew up in church, clearly. Um, <laughs> I have always loved singing and I would make a lot of people in my church like, turn around, I want to sing for you. I was so nervous. I'd be like, you can't look at me, but oh. I'll sing for you. <laughs> um, growing up, I would always write songs and like show people at my church and they were all always very encouraging. I go to a small church. I've been going to the same one since I was born. Um, It's maybe like 100 people, 150. Um, My dad's actually the assistant pastor there. Oh, cool. Um, But (laughs) come middle school, when I started going to youth group, there was an opportunity to lead in youth group worship. And um, I am very, very stage fright, like bad. I still have yet to perform ever which is the next thing I'll have to get over. Um, But so this was like my first time really singing in front of people, like a group of people. And then there was that weird, like awkward transition from youth group worship to Sunday worship. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to lead worship on Sunday so bad. But then when that finally came, I was so nervous. And I was like, I don't know why I wanted to do this so bad. Like I'm too nervous to even sing in front of people. Um, now I, I lead worship all the time and I love, I don't think I'm ever going to stop leading worship at church. Like even no matter how big my career gets, like ministry comes first Mm -hmm. and my gifts to honor the Lord comes first. Um, so I love leading worship, but I think it would be cool one day. Like if I go to, um, cause I'm actually planning on moving to Nashville probably in July, um, just to be close to my label and. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, and everyone I work with is there. So it'll be interesting to like start singing in a different church and like probably with more people because at my church, it's really just me and my guitar and another singer. So you're going to have to get out of that comfort zone of. I am. <laughs> probably grow up and they're used to you and your guitar and now it's going to be like a whole new scene. But that's going to be mm-hmm. amazing for you. We'll see. <laughs> 
I'm putting it out there. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Following on from that question, do you think that churches play enough of a role in developing Christian music artists of tomorrow? Or is there more they could do? What, like, what would have helped you, do you think? I definitely think that they don't play enough of a role in that development. I feel like a lot of the times, not my church, but... I have had a few people in my church that have left my church um, that were like this, but um, they think it's, like, a bad thing to do. Like, they think it's, like, worldly and awful and, like, sinful. And I don't really under – like, it's a job. I'm not singing about, like, you know – I sing about God most of the time. Like, um, I just feel like if – if they had the mindset more like we're sending you out onto the mission field mm-hmm. to go sing, like, and we're backing you to do that. And they looked at it as more of like a mission because it is like, I'm going to have a platform that not a lot of them are going to be able to have. Um, a lot of artists are, they're going to be able to speak to people that would never step foot into a church, but yeah. they would listen to someone's song. And I feel like if they had more of that mindset, it would definitely help um I feel like a lot of artists end up starting in church and then leaving church because of that and it's really sad honestly because clearly that's just people being stupid that's not God's fault like Mm -hmm. God's heart is for us to be doing that I definitely think the church should play a bigger role in helping grow like Christian artists because like the world has so many of them like we need to take back the culture for real like we need to be out there and our voices be louder than all the garbage that people listen to on the radio honestly no and this might be a bit like spot on like a spotlight on you and you might be like whoa haven't thought about it but what are the practicalities of what the church can do because I think beyond forcing singers to like sing lead worship <laughs> and trust me been there done that got the team mm-hmm. But um, what else can they do? How can they develop that talent and develop those people? I feel like prayer and support goes a long way. Like, more than money, more than, like, oh, we're going to have a huge concert at our church that you're going to lead. Like, more than that stuff, which is just honestly, like, not necessary in my opinion. I think that the support of them being like, we believe in you and we believe that God has put this, like, gift on you, that they will carry with them for the rest of their lives. Like that will like, that's why God says we need brothers and sisters in Christ to like encourage us. You can't just be alone, you know, all the time. Um, and prayer, like mm. prayer is so powerful and we forget that so often, but um, I forget which preacher it was, but this one preacher, um, he would never go and preach without, this guy who was praying, he would go in before, like a few hours before, and he would pr- he would have a bunch of people from the church come and pray with him for the, and that's what started a huge revival, like mm-hmm. 40, 60, way more than 40 years ago. But, <laughs> but I always thought that that was so powerful because imagine like, I've always had this image of if I ever, like when I start touring, mm-hmm. to be able to go early to the venues and like pray over like mm-hmm. the arena because like there's so many lives that walk into the arena you don't know like what they've been through but just for the church to be able to do something like that you know like if I had well 
I have a lot of people backing me, but like most artists, they don't have like a church that would do that, that would gather and like pray for like their ministry, mm-hmm. you know? I love that you mentioned that because one of the conversations that we had with um, an artist, Cass, um, in a previous episode was about artists being centered in the local church and how a lot of artists have been hurt by churches. So mm-hmm. they kind of do, I mean, it's different now because we're all doing church online, but yeah do the whole thing of I watch YouTube videos of sermons and they're not rooted in any specific church no accountability so I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting that you say that you're really blessed to have those group of people around you from your church and Mm -hmm. you've grown um during your time leading worship from youth to main service Mm -hmm. um that's such a beautiful thing to see um and I just really pray that that is seen more in in our artists in our female artists in our male artists um, whatever genre as well because I know there's a whole thing about a lot of students yeah. just being hurt in church there's a lot of, mm-hmm. of that um, but yeah no that's so encouraging to hear from you I was just going to go on to um, more about your music just talking about some of the songs and some of the stuff that you do mm-hmm. um, you talk about wanting to kind of be a light and support and help people I think you said jokingly that Derek was like you're a happy person make happy music <laughs> But what does that really mean for you? How do, how do you um, create music that kind of sees beyond the here and now and kind of gives that Christian message without being Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? Yeah. I think what helps me a lot is like thinking of it as a filter. Like my faith is the most, that's the biggest part of me and the most important part of me. So that's the filter and lens that I look at everything, every aspect in life through. Mm -hmm. So if I write about love or if I write about a heartbreak, it's still through that filter Mm -hmm. of my faith and my beliefs. Um, So I think that's what sets it apart, honestly, um, and what sets most Christian music apart is that you don't have to be like Jesus, 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 because there's still so many truths in it that are found in the Bible. Like if you read through Proverbs, that's not Jesus, 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 but that's wisdom. Like that's from God. And I feel like more, I feel like we definitely should be using more of that in the Christian music industry, because I feel like it would reach a lot more people because it's truth. Like people gravitate towards truth. They don't want to hear lies all day. They hear the same thing on the radio 24 seven. It's so refreshing for people to hear something that's true. Um, And that's something that I really, really want to be evident in my music. I never, every single song that I make, I want it to be true. Even if it's not Jesus, 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 which we love as well. But um, I always want it to be true and to be through that lens of my faith. That's a good answer. (laughs) Lovely answer. Um, Kind of following on from that, and a part of um, you said, like, wanting things to be real. Social media. Hmm. A lot of the time, the perception that we give isn't real, isn't authentic. It can be a real minefield, just as a young woman, as a human being. But then on top of that, being an artist, how powerful has social media been for your career so far? Do you use it that often? How do you make sure to protect yourself and your your mental health? And you mentioned sometimes receiving negative comments. How do you protect yourself and how do you use it? That was a big question, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. Um, This is something I think about all the time. I'm a very deep thinker, by the way. I think 
way too much and I have way too many opinions about things <laughs> but um it's good it's so hard though because I'm not able to like I have so many thoughts that I can't get them out like the way that I want to I guess a lot of songwriters are like that and that's why they write songs this is why you write songs yes <laughs> so that I can get them out but honestly social media is still something that I haven't gotten down yet like I go back and forth with it all the time um it makes me so insecure like I get on there and I just see all these other artists that are way further in their career than me and they have way more fan response than me and like better music and I'm just like well I'm just gonna get off of here now because I'm discouraged um but then I, I'm like, well, I should use it because it's a good platform and I could talk to the fans that I do have and everyone starts somewhere. So then I get back on and then it's like a cycle and then I get discouraged again. Honestly, I think what works best for me is just um, taking breaks. Like I'll go a few weeks without going on social media and then I'll have things during those weeks that I experience that I can post about. And um, because I do want to use it as like a blog, you know, of sorts. I don't want it to just be, I went through the whole like, let's just put a bunch of fake stuff on here that looks like my white, my life is way more appealing than it actually is. <laughs> um, I think we all do that. But, crazy, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I got to a place that's like, I'm just going to be me. Like, I am pretty much home. Well, now I have a job. I'm a waitress. But I was home, like, every day. Hang out a lot with my family. Like, my sister's my best friend. I should post about that. Like, I don't, like, know why I hide that stuff. But there is a line, I feel like, for artists because we are the products that we need to maintain some privacy. Like, I don't just want... Like, I told my mom this. I was like, I don't want my fans following you. Like, to be honest, like, can you keep your account on private? <laughs> just because, like, that's my family. Like, there's just a line. I just feel like there are some things that are personal and aren't meant for the whole world to know. Yeah. Like, they don't all need to know my whole family. Like, if I post a picture of them, that's fine. But you don't all need to follow my whole family on social media, you know? Um, But I do want to be more, like forward on social media about when I'm going through like hard times as well because I feel like we always just post when we're going like you know I just made this amazing song but then I'm not like I just really struggled with comparing myself to you know which would actually help people so honestly I haven't figured it out yet I think social media is such a hard thing that I feel has a lot more evil than it does good to be honest Mm -hmm. um but for an artist it is unfortunately essential to have social media otherwise I would just delete (laughs) yeah you think as well because like so you're in your early 20s right yes I just turned 21 like two weeks ago yes you did happy (laughs) birthday thank you (laughs) um so yeah you're in your early 20s you're a woman it's like the social media is going to be difficult like for us because it's Mm -hmm we're in that group of being female and being young where it's almost 
the battlefield that we have to fight. But like you, I love that you said that it can be such a useful place to kind of share the reality mm-hmm. of life, especially as a Christian woman. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I just hope you, you find that balance, but at the same time, I hope you don't put pressure on yourself to find that balance too quickly because it takes ages. Like I mm-hmm. work on social media and I still go <laughs> where I'm like, I'm going to delete my whole life. <laughs> um, and then God's like, yeah. <laughs> calm down and then I go back again so yeah breaks do what you've got to do and check Mm -hmm. yourself in your mind (laughs) yes thank you definitely Um, (laughs) (laughs) going back to music you tweeted a couple days ago because we're on the job you tweeted (laughs) about a song you wrote that you're just super excited to tell us about and to release um I mean I'm not going to make you drop any more hints if if you want to you can (laughs) but do you want to tell us the process of writing that and just generally your songwriting process and how your amazing music comes about I used to write by myself like my whole life I was writing but I never had people to push me to write better I was always just stuck in this one type of writing and I didn't even know how to go about like developing and growing my writing. Um, But after starting writing sessions with Derek, um, he would have, he would grab different people, bring them into our sessions. Um, He's always talking to me about like stretching me and growing me as an artist. And like, he is not afraid to push me out of my comfort zone, which I definitely need because I'm the most like cautious person. (laughs) I will, even if God confirms something like, a hundred times I'm like just one more confirmation please give me another song <laughs> I need to know but do you really want me to do that you're basically Gideon you're basically Gideon I'm basically, yes I am um actually remind me I have a story after <laughs> this about <laughs> the coolest sign that God gave me to sign to RMG um but um he definitely, Derek is probably the main person that helped me grow a lot as a songwriter. Um, and I've also started to work a lot with Byron. Um, we have sessions um, sometimes and he'll help me out with songwriting. Um, but after coming back from doing sessions with other people, I really struggled to write by myself. And I always wrote by myself, like my whole life until that. And I was like so frustrated because I'm like, Now I can't write by myself. Um, And I was just really hard on myself. Like, even though they weren't hard on me at all, like, they were just trying to better me. They they are so encouraging. But I am hard on myself, and I was like, I'm not a good writer. And I was just always discouraged. Like, I would try to write something, and it just wouldn't work. And that's always how I, like, got out my feelings so I was very frustrated because I couldn't get out like my feelings during that period of time the other day like last week I was like you know what I had a really good time with the Lord and I was like I am just going to get I don't care this is not for another soul to listen to that's what I had to tell myself I was like this is just for me I was able without that pressure if I don't think about the pressure of like Mm -hmm. anybody else liking it just me liking it I was able to write a song that I'm actually really proud of. And it was the first song I wrote by myself in a long time. And it's so much better than my old writing. And I was just really surprised. I was like, I grew like as a writer. I was like, wow. Yeah, Yeah, it was just cool to see like, I actually did grow in my writing um, from before my writing sessions with them. So that was really cool. 
the song is probably going to be on my EP that I don't know when that's going to release. Maybe, hopefully, 2021, like early 2021. Um, let's hope. But I do have another single coming out in February, probably, that I am so excited about. What was your story about getting signed to uh, RMG then? So, um, this is just a funny story. Um, and it's actually really, really cool. So... That week that I did hire um, was my first time, like I told you, meeting Derek and all of them. And before I got in the studio or anything like that, um, Doc, the co-owner of the label, Doc Watson, um, he he sent me an invite to meet up at a cafe to meet everyone. And I was so nervous. Like, I'm such a fearful person. I... It's so bad. Like, I relate so much to Moses and, like, like when he just told God, he's like, I can't, like, I'm stuttering. Like, I can't even speak. Like, you're going to make me go to the king and all this yeah. stuff. That's how I feel. I talk to God all the time. Like, you're really going to make me do this. I can't do this. <laughs> um, but I have a really, really supportive dad, and um, which I know is such a blessing because not a lot of people have that, and especially on my label. But he came with me to Nashville, and every time we travel together, um, we always do this thing where we'll pick a book of the Bible and we'll go through every morning because he is a pastor, which is cool. I have a little travel pastor with me. <laughs> so we'll go through a book together. And that week we did Joshua, and we read about um, – how God told Joshua he would give him the land of milk and honey. That was a promised land for him. That's where God wanted him. And it spoke to me so clearly. I was like, okay, is this where you have me, God? Like, is this where you really, really want me? And um, I didn't know where the cafe was or, like, what it was. My dad was just driving us. We pull up. I kid you not. The name of the cafe is Milk and Honey. I was like... No, and a huge billboard that says milk and honey. I'm like, <laughs> my jaw literally dropped. I was like, there's no way. God could not be any clearer. But it was just such a cool thing for me. Like, God knew. I still hold on to that and think about that. That was, like, almost two years ago now. And um, I will still, if I, whenever I have doubts, I'm like, no, God told me this is where he wanted me. And this is what he has for my life. So, I just thought that was cool. <laughs> That's so cool. That's amazing. I literally love when God God comes through in those kind of ways where you're like, yeah. well, I heard you. You were loud. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Oh, amazing. And we're just talking about this was a couple of years ago um, and you're still at the beginning of your career. You've got higher mm-hmm. out. You're planning an EP, hopefully around like 2021, 22, mm-hmm. three. That's the third one, the fourth one, the fifth. <laughs> um, so you're planning all this really cool stuff. And yeah, like you said, you're going to tour God willing, and all this really cool stuff. Where will we see Danielle in like 10 years? So you're like, you're now 31. There we go. You're now 31. Quick maths. Um, <laughs> what, what would we be expecting from you? Or what would we love? What would you love to be happening? I would love to at least have like an established fan base that I can live off of. Like to be able to live off of my music would just be such a blessing. I know that's what every artist aspires to, but it is so hard. <laughs> um, especially without touring, it's like, you know, streaming doesn't make you that much money. Yeah. Um, 
unless you have like a million placements, but that's besides the point. Um, but I would love to have just a fan base. I don't ever want to, honestly, I don't have the desire to like be famous. Like I just want to have a strong fan base that like I know will show up if I go to the city mm-hmm. or the city or the city. Like I don't mind if I'm low key. I would prefer to be low key and just. Have a quiet musical life where I don't have a bunch of, like, there are certain artists that just don't have, like, all of this criticism around them. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's the way that they promote themselves. I haven't figured it out yet. Even if they're, like, famous, they don't have all these people that, like, they're not in the tabloids. They're not, like, you know... I'm just like, how do they do that? Like, I'm <laughs> like, that's that would be great to be able to be in the public eye, but also not just live your life. Yeah, yeah, just live my life. I definitely want to be like married and have kids and a family. Like, I would love to just have. I really want a quiet life. I don't know. <laughs> Music is like the last industry that you go into to have a quiet life. But <laughs> I was thinking that, I was like, this doesn't really know what the music I, is. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. That's that's good. You're not in it for the money. You're kind of in it because you feel cool to it. Because yes. you wouldn't choose that un- un- unless it was a calling, essentially. Absolutely. I tell that to God all the time. Like, if it weren't for you, if it weren't for you telling me to do this, I would do anything else. Like, I love writing, um, like, fiction. Mm. I would do that. Like, I would work in a bookshop. I would work. I would make a cafe, like have my own cafe. Like that would be cool. Like I would love that. But it's not where I'm called. So I know I wouldn't end up being fulfilled there. Because this is the purpose I got for life. It would also be cool to, um, I eventually want to start my own label. I don't know what that would look like. But I think that would be really cool. And that's something me and Derek actually talked about. Um, he said that he wants everyone on their label to eventually be able to make their own labels um he wants to like help equip them with enough knowledge and um all that stuff to just be able to do that themselves um and we've already started talking about like stuff like that so um that's definitely once I'm over the whole artist life I definitely think that I want to have my own label and be able to invest in like younger artists and like um it would be cool to have a label that has a lot of female artists because I feel yeah. like a lot of labels don't. Um, so that would be cool. Oh, I love that. And <laughs> about the, um, the kind of the next generation artists and them up and coming. At this point, you've kind of moved on from being an artist and you've run a la- you're running a label. Um, what advice, this can either be in the future or kind of now, <laughs> what advice would you give up and coming artists that are trying to find their unique sound? Because I know you talked about kind of moving away from CHH doing mm-hmm. more old because like higher for example mm-hmm. if anyone hasn't heard it definitely recommend you check it out but higher's sound is very like old school um vibey is all I can really say <laughs> but like you found your own unique sound so you're able to pave your own way and create your own box mm-hmm. or re- remove any box from yourself I should say um what advice mm-hmm. would you give artists that are trying to find their unique sound and don't want to just be another Christian artist honestly the biggest thing that helped me was just having a team that could see things in me that I couldn't see um because it's one thing to have people that just like support you but there there are people that bring out the best in you Mm -hmm. and 
RMG is definitely one of those labels that um, has, like, they were able to say, you like old music, like, why don't, you have a voice that has a lot of soul in it, you should be singing stuff like this, like, why aren't you singing stuff like this? And as soon as I started singing it, I sent the song to my mom because she wasn't able to go with me. And she was like, this sounds like you. And I was like, that was the coolest moment for me because I was like, it does. Like, this is me. And um, I guess for everyone, it's going to be different. Like, not everyone, unfortunately, has, like, someone, like, a team member to, like, come alongside them and pull that out of them. But I guess just to ask yourself, like, what type of music do you really love? And what are you scared to do like what do you think because for me it was like oh I could never do that like I love that but I could never do that but like why why not you could why not like it's your life it's your music I think just taking the pressure off of like people are gonna listen to this because I could release a song and no one could listen to it and it could just be for me and like then if you take away the fans and you just make something that you love people gravitate towards that like they like it's more authentic and I don't know I feel like everyone that has really blew up was because they went outside the box they did something that everyone else was like oh I can never do that and they were like well sure you can like just put this and this and this together like who cares there's no rules in music one of the themes that we have with this series of um the GHH podcast is the gritty truth and essentially we are asking all the amazing women we're speaking to to kind of share some of the gritty truths either about the industry or about being a woman women's issues or about their faith just something that they have learned that at the time it was like whoa this is a lot this is intense but when they came out the other end it was really life-changing and so you can go as deep as you want or as surface level as you'd like but what's a gritty truth that God really showed you? That's a big question. (laughs) This one song um, called Fly which is going to be hopefully on my EP. Um, God totally used to just like it was probably the coolest moment I've ever had in the studio or in my music career in general. Um, I mean, Derek cried. Like, I cried. My dad cried. I'd never seen my dad cry. It was just one of those Holy Spirit moments. But I am someone that's just full of a lot of fear, like I told you. And um, I think a lot of artists are introverts and they are overthinkers and like they deal with a lot of insecurity everyone does but being an artist just makes that so much worse because you're the product Mm -hmm. and um I was really just I was really down I was just like I can't do this like this is just it's overwhelming like I I know this is what God called me to but I really just don't think I can do this like it's they wanted me to sing these high notes and that sounds so minuscule but after a whole week of like being just thinking about doing this like full time and having people look at me all the time and like I don't know I just I like freak out and I had I had like a meltdown in the studio and Derek pulled me aside and he was just like he actually called me out of the booth and he was like look at me and he was just like you were made for this 
and he was like, God knew when you were in the womb that he was going to give you this voice, that you were going to sign to our label, that you were going to have this platform, that you were going to make this music, that you were going to make this particular song. Mm -hmm. And you need to be confident in that. And you need to be confident that God is bigger than (laughs) your fears and bigger than even what you imagine for your life, like his thoughts and his plans for you are like exceedingly abundantly um, better than what you think. Um, And it just hit me in that moment, like, wow, I like, I don't need to be afraid anymore. Like, and I still get fearful and stuff, but that really was the time, the pivotal time that broke Mm -hmm. that bondage of fear Mm -hmm. um, to walk in his purpose for my life because I didn't need to be afraid because he was with me. It wasn't like he was just going to abandon me Mm -hmm. and like, like, okay, now that you're signed, have fun, like (laughs) singing on your own. (laughs) Yeah. But just knowing that he's with me every step of my career and that this is what he has for my life. Like, some people ha- are meant to be doctors and some people are meant to be teachers or and all of those things are amazing. But for me, God was like, you are going to be a singer and a songwriter and um, just owning that and owning like my identity in him mm-hmm. was such a big moment. And I actually was like, crying as I sang the end of the song because it switches from I don't want to fly to I want to fly, I just want to fly, and I literally had, like, goosebumps, I was, like, bawling my eyes out, it was just, like, a really cool moment for me, because it was, like, you know, I I hope that every Christian, regardless of artists or whoever, whatever you're walking through, can have that moment of just knowing, like, God is with you, and your calling is, like, he gave it to you, it's not too big for him, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. That was a lot for just... <laughs> that was so beautiful to hear. Like, I think sometimes we forget as Christians that we can actually have these moments because the Holy Spirit is with us. You know, mm-hmm. you have to always be like, be strong, be strong. Why are you scared? Stand up! Like, <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm actually really scared. Like, God, I need you to come yeah. and remind me why I'm here. So mm-hmm. it's amazing that he reminded you in such a way that you were able to, like, stand up and like, do a song about it. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And honestly, we'll be keeping an eye out for that song in the EP. Um, speaking of EPs, this is the last question, but and you've kind of touched on it a little bit as we've gone through this interview, but what can we expect from you, you know, coming up soon? So I will be releasing a Christmas single. Um, it's about being single for Christmas, but it's okay because I don't need no man. I got Jesus. That's basically what it's about. <laughs> Felt that. <laughs> and then I have my other single, um, Little Things, coming out in February, hopefully. Then I have like another two singles that we have prepared, but then I'm hoping to do my EP, and I am hoping to release my EP like next fall I know that's soon I have a feeling it's gonna end up being later than that but definitely an EP soon like not like in four years from now or three years from now like next year or this year getting more music yeah that's that's the good news I'm hearing because I do (laughs) more so we're gonna get more music 
Um, and where can people kind of stay in touch with you and your music? I am most active on Instagram, probably. I update stuff about my music a lot on there. Twitter, everywhere, every musical platform, my music is on for the most part. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for talking to us and for just sharing your heart. It means so much. And I know that everyone listening to this is going to be so blessed by you. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was so nice. Thank you for listening to this episode of the SheHH podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a like rating wherever you're listening to this and share with a friend. You can find us on Instagram at SheHH podcast to join in our community.